0: wake up world you are now tuned in to the wake up and win podcast and i'm your host devon Pouncy. we're here at the pack west center in uh beautiful downtown portland which is also the home of 1029 and 750 the game um be sure to subscribe on itunes we're on itunes just search wake up and win with devon Pouncy. uh we've been getting great feedback as of late and we're only going to keep this thing going, and we're only going to keep getting better on here on the podcast. And if you don't have access to iTunes, because I know it's kind of an Apple thing, we are on SoundCloud as well. Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncy. there. Um, Wake Up and Win is our channel, and we're there. As well, because I know it's some uh, Android users out here these days.
1: <laughs> That's sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Man, it's man. It. it ain't nothing wrong. I mean, I don't got an Android, so I mean, you're not really offending me. But still, man, they, everybody ain't into all these apps and all this stuff, man. Like, I mean, but when you texting and you see that green. Bubbles, I don't know. It's that's just- that's that's our era though, and our generation. That's us millennials who got that problem, man. Nobody really? else <laughs> is tripping and worried. But the, the grown folk, which we grown, I'm not saying we not grown, but still, older folk, they not tripping on a green or a blue message. Yeah, my grandma still got a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> now that's
2: OG. That's real OG.
0: Well, he didn't have to introduce himself, as y'all know. Rodney is back here in the studio with us. And uh, also be on the lookout because we got some uh, Wake Up and Win merch coming soon, too. So, uh, you know, we're all about uh, we want we just wanted to have something tangible to go with the podcast. I know many people, you know, they enjoy the podcast. They support it. They like our message. You know, we focus on the intersectionality of sports, politics and culture. And like I said, it's just some tangible, something that, you know, to be able to wear and represent wake up and win because wake up and win can mean so many different things uh for one unless you dead you got to wake up every day and for two i don't know too many people that like to lose so it, you obviously can uh can apply to sports and athletics and things of that sort but it can apply to anything it can apply to waking up and saying a prayer in the morning you know when we usually have most guests then we ask them what is something that you do when you wake up that will help you to have a more productive day whether it be a prayer, whether it be exercising, whether it be eating a healthy breakfast, push-ups, sit-ups it don't matter it really doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean so we uh we like to wake up and win name because obviously we can relate to winning when it comes to sports and we also can relate to staying woke, you know, because not only, like I said, you gotta wake up every morning, but politically um, there's a Crazy political climate out there right now and things oh, are man. getting hectic and it's gonna get a little more hectic here on this episode. As we <laughs> know it's been a crazy week with the events that has gone down in Charlottesville with the NFL protests and things are in light right now, right? It's real right now. It's real. It's too real right now. So uh we're gonna we're gonna get into some of that, but I wanna start off talking about some comments that Des Bryant made. Because Des Bryant is obviously a, a star in the NFL, and he's an African American star in the NFL. Really good player, really talented player. We he's been in the media time and time again. He he stands out when it comes to not only his ability on his on the field, but you know he's talkative, he's active. He he, he is Des Bryant, <laughs> and he play and he plays for America's team. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. A very emotional player. So you know what I mean. On top of his talent, on top of being emotional, he plays for the most popular football team in the NFL. And he he had a little bit of something to say, and he tweeted it out. He had a little bit of something to say in regards to the NFL protest. And one thing he said was basically, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of um, paraphrasing it here, but he mentioned that he had a family to feed. He, he mentioned that he cares about what's going on. He cares about black people. And he just at the time wasn't in the mood of talking about it, but that doesn't mean he doesn't care. But he also is not, you know, protesting along with these other players because he has a family to feed. Right. And, and for me, and for me, it's pretty interesting because I have some stuff going on in my own career, my own life, where I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into this. So, right now, I just wanna know what Rodney, what your take is on these comments, because once I get going, I'm gonna get going. Because, <laughs> right, uh, yep, yeah, yep. It's, yeah I, I, I can relate to it in so many ways. That doesn't mean that I can necessarily agree with it, but in some ways, I can relate to the guy. So, I wanna know what's your take and your opinion on the fact that Des Bryant cares. He cares about African-Americans. He cares about what's going on in the community, but he's not standing up and protesting because, quite frankly, he has a family to feed, and we've all seen what's happened with Colin Kaepernick and his stance. He took a stance, and his stance was more important than obviously getting paid in the NFL, which is some really good money. So what's your take on what Des Bryant had to say?
1: With Des Bryant, you know, I don't think he's right. I don't think he's wrong. I think it's a situation where, you know, we want black celebrities who have a very good platform. We want them all to be activists. And we want them to be Colin Kaepernick or some type of Martin Luther King Jr. And so we, we can't expect that from everybody. And so with that being said, I think we should be mad more so at the NFL because I know Des Bryant's getting a lot of black backlash from the black community. But I think we should be mad at the NFL because... It's not that he doesn't want to support. It's more so that he see what they're doing to Colin Kaepernick. He's standing up and he does not have a job right now. Des Bryant has a family that probably all depends on him. So he has to bring food to the table. And so to lose his job over this, if he feels like maybe he feel like he's not the right one. Maybe he feel like if he get put on the spotlight, he might say things that are took out of context because the media love doing that. They love taking dissecting a, a whole article. Hey, but we
0: are the media now, man. You know
1: are. that, right? We are.
0: We are. <laughs> but hey,
1: I'm, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the media that do it.
0: <laughs> All right, I hear you. I feel I like you. we
1: very fair to everybody on this show. We
0: we try to be. We try to be. We try to be. But, uh, that doesn't mean we're fair, but we we, we we have a stance so we have a stance. It's hard to be it's hard to be fair when you have a stance, that's for sure. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but but, but, but go with, ahead.
1: But with Des Bryant, I, I'm I'm kind of backing him up because I feel like it's the NFL fault for him feeling like that that he feels that if he stands up and speak for how he feels, he could lose his job for it.
0: So so it's the NFL's fault and he's but even in his case like he, the way he's reacting like I said I, I I'm going to dig deep into my own personal situation which is pretty relatable to what it is that Des Bryant is saying like I said doesn't mean that I necessarily agree but how do you deflect that how do you go up against that how do you defend yourself when the nfl is pretty much oppressing you you pretty much gotta choose you gotta choose is standing up for your rights is it
1: is it more important or is it playing football and providing for your family more important which there's other ways to make money there is right but but this is what he's doing right now
0: right in your particular case what would be more important
1: my my values my as me as a person, because that's what's really, that's what matters. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree 100%. Because football, you going not play football, and football's a short sport. You know, you have a, like a two to three, five-year span of when you're going to play, but you're going to be black forever.
0: Right, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So I got a pretty interesting case going on. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work in a top 25 market in the nation. It's my first on-air gig. I'm a full-time radio host at 1029 The Game in downtown Portland, and it, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blessing being 24 years old, an African-American male, 24 years old, working in the market, working for such a great company. I come in. I have fun every day. I, I get to live my dream. I graduated in May. I mean, I, I completed school in December of 2016. I walked the stage in May of 2017, and I got a radio show in June of 2017. Can we get an a- amen? A- amen. <laughs> but 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 with all that being said, I, I I'm very fortunate. Like I said, it's it's hard for people to even get an on-air job anywhere. And I was fortunate to be able to get one here in a top 25 market in Portland, Oregon, which is a city that I I love and I'm grateful for. Like I said, I went to college out here in Oregon and to be able to kind of jump straight into a career um, at the pace that I was able to do it. I know and I understand that it's rare. I worked hard for it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I've I been consistent with this podcast. You know, I might take a week off here or there, but I've been pretty consistent with this podcast. I went to school for it. I spent some long nights in school for it, which is the reason why I think we all decide to go to school is to ultimately get the best man job we want to do and live out our dreams and doing what it is that we want to do. Right. I, I had an on-campus radio show. I, I DJed. I hustled. I I worked hard to get here. I was an athlete. I'm a sports radio host. That helps some. You know what I mean? I had some success at being an athlete. But working here has been, like I said, it's been a pleasure. And where I can relate to Des Bryant is recently we had a guy, and I'm not even going to mention his name or anything of that sort because it's really not about him. It's about the situation and it's about the comments that Des Bryant had to make. But as of recent, we had a guy working here uh, at the station and he said some hateful things over the airwaves and long to make a long story short and a short story long. He was let go of this week and a lot of people in the Portland market, which is why I said, I love and respect the Portland market. A lot of people in the Portland market spoke out against it. And I'm so grateful for the company that I work for because they didn't support it either because they obviously let the guy go. Now this has been going on for about a couple months or so. We all know we're in a crazy political climate right now, and it's been going on for a couple months or so. And the guy's gone now. I'm grateful. I don't have to see or here with. The, I don't have to get the Twitter mentions about what my colleague is saying. I don't got to right. have to get the emails about what my colleague is saying. The text messages, like it. A, Obviously, me working here, I was attached to the station. So when people heard about the hateful things that he was saying, a lot of people would come to me and I would kind of like shrug it off. And the reason why I was kind of shrugging it off, because like I said, I'm in a top 25 market. I'm 24 years old. I'm an African-American male. I'm a full time host. I I, kind of I got a good situation going. Yeah, you do as Des Bryant does right, as well. He's, exactly. he's living his dream. He's playing in the NFL. He's getting paid millions of dollars. He's got a good situation going on. But he's also still attached to the NFL. He's attached to these other guys who work with him as well that are take, that are African American males and are taking right. stances. And anybody that listens to me uh, whether it be on the podcast, whether it be on the radio show, you know, I pretty much have a stance. This podcast is political in itself. I mean, uh, we've had Malika Andrews on here. Malika Andrews is doing great things in, uh, with the New York Times right now. She's a woman in sports media. A lot of the reason outside of her success and how hard of a worker she is, just as a human human being in general, not just based on her sex or being an African-American woman, she is the reality is she is still an African-American woman in a right. male-dominated industry. And we've had Malika Andrews on here. And speaking of Malika, she was the first person I ever even did a demo with uh, when it came to attempting to have a radio show, which I tried to get a radio show first. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to turn it to a podcast because that didn't quite work out. And then, you know, when the time permitted itself, I ended up getting a radio show of in June of this year. So I support stories like that of right, Malika right. Andrews. I've had uh Jacqueline Keeler on here. Jacqueline Keeler is a Native American activist. I believe in equality. I'm against racism. Jacqueline Keeler is a very well known activist. She has books out. She's written many articles. Um and she came on here and Kind of said her piece for Native Americans in this country and, and focusing on equality. So and then obviously, like I said, I'm a black man. We talk about these issues all the time. We talk about the Colin Kaepernick situation. I'm a supporter of Colin Kaepernick. And even on the air, which is another reason why I'm grateful for the company I work for. I'm able to take my stance there as well. Exactly. But. I never really you've never really heard me on the podcast or even on the radio station. Go up against the other guy who was saying hateful things, and it interests me because it was like, why? I'm willing to say it on my own radio show. Obviously, I wasn't directing anything towards him, but whatever the big news story was, which in a lot of cases has been people like Colin Kaepernick. On here, we've talked uh, Mayweather, McGregor. Right, right. I'm, 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 I'm always willing to open my mouth on my show or on my podcast. But when it came to what was going on in my workplace, I kind of just stayed in my lane and 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 stayed out the way. And it was interesting because when I think of the reasons why I did that, for one, I got a good situation going on. You do. I'm an African. Like I said, I'm African American male. I'm 24 years old. I'm working in a top 25 market full time as a radio host. Not too many are doing that. Uh, Also, I get paid as well doing that, and I got a family of my own, so I got a family to feed as well as Des Bryant does. And I just didn't want to get involved into any of that turmoil, although I have a stance. Although on my show, if you listen to the show, you know I have a stance. If you listen to this podcast, you know I have a stance. When it came to what was going on and something that I was attached to, I kind of stood back from it. And like I said, I'm grateful to the city of Portland. They spoke out. I'm grateful to my company because they, you know, they, they they cut ties with the guy. So I really don't have to worry about that issue anymore. But the reality of it is, and the reality of it was, was that I was still working with the guy as he was spewing out these hateful comments. And I wasn't necessarily attacking him in general because I was trying to protect my own situation. Right, right. So... And I'm not saying that I'm right for that at all, because like I said, I I agree with these with the protests. They're nonviolent protests. They're good things. Uh, Like I said, I'm a full on supporter of Colin Kaepernick. I'm a full on supporter of minorities and African-Americans. I'm a full on supporter of women. I'm a full on supporter of all of that. But because of what my situation was, I put my situation first. Right. You know what I mean? Within my workplace, within my profession, within what it is that I do. I put my situation first. So it was hard for me. I had to self-reflect, basically, because I wanted to write off the back, oh, Des Bryant, he he a sellout. Right. That's how you felt initially. When I initially initially read it and when I initially saw the tweet, my first thought was that this dude is a straight-up cop-out. He's a straight-up sellout. Right, right. Then I had to self reflect and look at myself in the mirror, like, you know, I I've been in his position exactly <laughs> as of late, and and like I said, it, like I can relate, and I don't consider myself to be a sellout, you know, I I, I take action as I take pride and I take action as being a young African American male in the position that I'm in. There's a lot of people from my school. I get reached out by so many people congratulating me for what it is that i'm doing because quite frankly where i come from it just isn't that common not even just for it to happen but for it to happen at 24 years old right and i I don't even think that's just where i come from i think that's anywhere so like i said in a lot of ways i've been grateful i've tried to be professional about things and I, i i'm young and i'm learning and i'm making i'm believe me when i say i'm far from perfect When it comes to dealing with this industry, when it comes to dealing with these political issues, although I have a stance, I'm not always right. I'm not always perfect. I'm learning as I go, just as anybody else does, because the best way to learn in any field is through experience. So it's just been something I've been kind of fighting back and forth with. Like I said, I'm fortunate that management did what it was that they did. I'm fortunate that I work in a market where people aren't afraid to yeah. speak out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my reality was very similar to Des Bryant's reality. So, with that being said, I still full on support these protests and I think Des Bryant still full on supports these protests as well. He do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: sometimes I, you got to take a a situation and take a step back and really dissect it before you really make your initial,
0: you know. And 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 and, and you're very right about that. And it's hard not to with how this political climate is today. Right. And in the wake of things like Charlottesville, it's hard not to let emotions factor into reality or, you know what I mean, exactly. or factor into what it is that's going on around you, because it is some wild stuff. We're getting ready to get into Donald Trump here in a minute and what Ooh. he has going on. But even Donald Trump. Not somebody I agree with his stance so far on what's going on in the country has been absolutely foul, in my opinion. But sometimes we do let emotion dictate how we react. And that's not always a good thing. More than likely is not going to. It's not good. Yeah, because because you're going to be angry. And quite frankly, we have all rights to be angry. (laughs) I mean, I I don't care what nobody says or how you put it. We have absolutely every right to be angry at what's going on in this country right now, which is why I commend somebody like a Colin Kaepernick who's willing to take that stance that he did, because that takes a whole lot of courage. What I feel like what I do, what we do here on the podcast, we're, we're opening ourselves up. We talk weekly i talk daily 3 daily. hours a day 5 <laughs> days a week right i'm opening myself up to make mistakes on a public platform yeah we're not because we're not perfect and we're speaking out and people come here to this podcast people come to the radio show to learn to hear our perspectives to hear what it is that we have to say they'll fact check you all you got to do is type in anything on the internet to find out what something is you fact-checking is at an all-time high right now. We put ourselves in a position to publicly make mistakes, it's, and we have to be courageous to sit here and talk behind a be. microphone. In our case, for about an hour or so on the podcast, but like I said, in my personal case, I do it three hours a day on a radio show. So I have a question, though. Yeah.
1: So why do you think it's not as big of a deal as Marshawn Lynch sitting down during the pro or uh, doing the National Anthem and Michael Bennett sitting down compared to Colin Kaepernick?
0: Well, I think because Colin Kaepernick started the trend. Right. A lot of people now, a lot of people try to put it out there as if Colin Ka- Ka- Kaepernick is a weak player. The dude didn't even play a full season last year. He played on the weakest team in the league. He threw 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. That's a four to one touchdown interrupt interception ratio. I take that all day long. Every time. I take that all day long. And, and, and. He can scramble. He's athletic. Like, there is no reason. I don't care how bad his team was. I don't care how bad you say his season was last year. I will not be able to sit here and say that there is no absolute reason that he should not be on the team right now. There's just not a reason. You could try to make up as many reasons as you want to. And, and, and that's your prerogative. But as far as I'm concerned, you will never hear me spew out the words that Colin Kaepernick does not deserve to be on a team this year. In the case of Michael Bennett and Marshawn Lynch, yeah, they may be a little bit better of players than Colin Kaepernick is, but he did nothing wrong for him to not deserve to be on a football team. That's where the problem lies. That's the big problem. That's where the people fail to realize. The problem isn't, He's controversial. Colin Kaepernick is not controversial. The man sat down and was quiet. Quiet. A peaceful <laughs> protest. That's was, what they asked for. The man sat, the man <laughs> sat down and was quiet. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's not on a team because he's not good enough. Cause quite frankly, had he not protested more than likely, I think anybody can agree that he could at least be a backup quarterback in this league right he now. He would be the best backup quarterback in, the, in league. the league right now. Easy, which means that he has starter potential right. in the NFL right now. So I'm not going to sit here and ever use the excuse of him not being a good player as the reason why he's not playing in the NFL, because that's just bogus. And because the guy did nothing wrong outside of the sport to, not deserve a chance to be playing on that football field, right? Exactly. So, so you know, I think, like I said, with other guys, like, he started a trend. He was a trendsetter. Other guys are following his trend. They're supporting him, and it's going to be hard to show The NFL is still, what, 70% 70 black or so? It's going to be hard to stop everybody from doing it if everybody decides to go out there and do it. But you do have people that think like this, Brian, like, you know what? Quite frankly, I got a family to feed. Myself included. Like I said, I explained my situation. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I got a family to feed too. I was a bit selfish in my approach. And like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that I was wrong for that, but that's where it comes to I commend somebody like a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Who was willing to lose his job, who was willing to lose his career to stand that's where the courageousness of somebody like Colin Kaepernick comes into play. Definitely. And that's not taken away from how courageous I am being able and willing to talk about these situations and like I said I have a stance here on the podcast my management allows me to have a stance on my radio show so I'm grateful for all of that but Colin Kaepernick was willing to take that stance and also risk his career at the same time that's beyond courageous in my opinion
1: and I feel like everybody got to understand everybody's not an activist you
0: know everybody's not in the
1: I feel like if you put in that situation or if you do your homework on Colin Kaepernick, he's been speaking out and been doing things to support his cause. Absolutely. And so that he already felt very strongly about it. So he was okay with, with the consequence. Now, there's Bryant. You know, we might not know. Like, he may support what's going on, but he might not be in that position to be an activist or he felt like he might not be the best person to do it. And so I, I just feel
0: like we, we need to understand it. Everybody's situation is th- totally different. It is, it is, and that's why, like I said, and, and for us, it's it's easy. Like I said, we put ourselves in a we, the platform that we have with this podcast, and like I said, with the radio show, we're putting ourselves out there and we're exposing ourselves. But it, I don't think it's anything wrong with putting yourself out there and, and exposing yourself, because quite frankly, nobody's perfect. Right. Myself included. I can sit here and support Colin Kaepernick all day long. And but just because I'm in a particular case, I may not have been as courageous as Colin Kaepernick. That doesn't make me wrong. That doesn't make me a sellout, which was what I was attempting to try to call Des Bryant in the first place. But right. then when I sat back and really self-reflected and thought about it, like I said, I think I'm still very when it comes to the black community, my attempt is to still be more of a role model is to, to, you know, like I said, we sit, man, we grew up together. We sit and talk about sports all the time. We've been talking about sports for years. And quite frankly, even if we didn't have a podcast or even if I didn't work in radio, we'd still be talking about sports. And right. that's one thing I tell a lot of people even. You know, who commend me sometimes on what it is that i do i'm like man we i'm gonna go talk about sports anyway, whether i'm getting, whether I'm making a career out of it or whether I'm just doing it in my free time. So why not try to make a career out of talking about sports when I know majority of the circles I'm in and that I hang with, we're talking sports anyway. Exactly. So and, and that in itself is courageous because you do still have to sit behind a microphone. You do still have to speak publicly. You got strangers listening to you. You got here. Like I said, I'm in a top 25 media market now. So it's like. I don't know who's listening to me day in and day out. You never know. You (laughs) You could be walking
1: by millions of people. I ain't going to say millions, but, you know, thousands. Yeah. And you don't know. They might know who you are. and You have no idea. No idea.
0: So it's like it's still what we do is still very courageous. So I don't I'm not like I don't feel bad for myself and I don't feel bad for Des Bryant. And I don't feel like he's a sellout or I don't feel like I'm a sellout. And that's probably going against what a lot of people think or believe that I should be saying, but I'm not going to sit here and bash that man for trying to feed his family. Do I think he probably could have been more courageous? Absolutely. Who knows? Who knows if he's not to, you know, see all the backlash that he's getting out and doesn't make a change and goes and be, and becomes more courageous. Right. Because now you get to think about it. Sometimes we get put in spots and we get put in positions where we are either exposed or we expose ourselves but it's about how you go forward. Right. So so in his case, you never know. He might go forward to be the biggest activist to ever do it. He might not go forward and be the biggest activist to never do it. But still, you got to give the brother a chance. You do. And so, like I said, it's probably not the popular stance that I'm taking right now, but I'm not here to take the popular stance. I'm here to, like I said, I support my people. I support these protests. We talk about it week in and week out, and 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 we try to dish out as much facts and as much information. But quite frankly, I got to be me, too, when I'm doing this podcast. And that's part of me staying woke. (laughs) And some of the things I feel
1: like growing up, I've learned that, I gotta realize everybody's not gonna think the same way I think. And Absolutely, I, and I not. always struggle struggle with that. Yeah, because I used to just think I'm right and they wrong. Right, but now <laughs> I'm I'm really starting to think like everybody is different. Everybody thinks different. Everybody's gonna have a different opinion and a different stance and approach and. I can't be mad at somebody else's opinion unless it's just absolutely wrong, you know. If they what they saying is wrong, but as far as what Des Bryant said, he didn't say anything wrong.
0: He didn't say anything wrong. Like I said, he 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 just he just put importance on his family. Which how can you blame the man? Like I said, there is a bigger deal. There is still legacy becomes a becomes a part of everything. Like you do want to make things better for the future, for the up-and-coming generations. I'm I'm grateful to the ones who came before us and made things better for us. And like I said, I'm still doing that. I'm still attempting to do that. I'm not straying away from trying to help out the future generations. I'm actually trying to be as much of a model citizen as I can be to help future generations. But like I said, it was just interesting to me because who I am, what I believe, the side I'm on, and who I stand for, I wanted to automatically attack the man. Yeah, <laughs> I, especially really what's going on right with now. what's going on right now. Like I understand why people are attacking the man because my first instinct was to go attack the man. Right, you know what I mean. And I think when a lot of people. I think even before we got dug into this conversation, if you start listening to this podcast at the beginning of the episode and I mentioned that we were going to talk about Des Bryant, more than likely you probably thought I was going to bash him.
1: Right. You you probably did. (laughs) And and like you said, the first conversation I had with somebody after the the comments was made, I bashed him. Yeah. And then I sat back and started really thinking about it. I actually had a conversation with my mom that made me Flip with how I felt. She, right, she was just telling me everybody
0: doesn't have to do that. Everybody does not have to do that. Every because there's different ways to help the future. We don't all have to do it the same way. Now I do. All I do believe we all need to be together. You know what I mean? Right. I do need. I do believe that we all need to be supportive. But the reality is it's not going to happen overnight when it comes to everybody being able to just hop on this train and we have to, and we have to still work with those people. That's not going to just hop on that train and take a knee or take a seat. You know what I mean? We have to figure out a way to work with them where we all are still working together because quite frankly, it's what's going to have to happen and things are so bad and so messed up right now. I think that, Things actually are in our favor in some ways because so much is being—it's so many people I've seen that's tweeting out and 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 and, and kind of regressing on even voting or supporting Donald Trump that wasn't obviously a few months or some months ago when he got elected as president. Right. It's so many people that thought it, this was a game, and now it's getting real. <laughs> and now it's getting real. I, mean, I don't and,
1: even want to say his true colors is coming out because he's been this way. Right. But now it's
0: being but, exposed. But, but yeah, it's being exposed. And like I said, people thought it was a game. It's right. not a game. It's not a game. You know what I mean? And that's what I think it was, is social media with how trendy things are, are right now in today's age and how things are moving so fast and we kind of go through it and forget about it and people are taking the wild and wacky ways and the wild and wacky approaches to get attention in society probably more than ever. People thought it was a game. Like I said, I've seen so many people kind of eat those words and those feelings from just months ago. The guy hasn't even been off in office a year yet. And I still see some people who are going to be prideful yeah, and are going to yeah. ride with them all the way through. You're going to have those kind of people too, even if in their mind they think that, ooh, we in a kind of jacked up situation yeah. right now. They're going to have pride. Nah, I, that's cool. But it's a lot of people that's also starting to see now, all right, this ain't no game. Ain't no game. You and now you can't eat your words and, either. And speaking of, not only just people that's not saying it's a game. It's actually companies. You got Under Armour, you got Intel, and you got Merck that have all resigned from the Trump panel.
1: And, and can you tell them the reason
0: why they all resigned? A lot of them resigned because he's not really taking a stance. In that in the, in the Charlottesville situation, the Charlottesville situation. See, some people think that see because the problem is it was so hateful. The stuff that happened in Charlottesville was so hateful, and he's trying to say that both sides are ugly. And no, you got to either be on one side or the other, or the dude. Other. Because it's too hateful for you to play the middle in this case right now.
1: And and I mean, the KKK was out on one side, like that with that situation. It's obvious. It's one that's hating, and and let's be real. The Confederate monument that needs to be taken down, we know what it what they're representing. We right. know he, he might have did good things or whatever. That uh, what's the uh monument? What's the guy name? Oh, Robert E. Lee. Robert E.
0: Lee. Robert E. Lee. So yeah. yes,
1: I'm sure he did good things. But they're not fighting for the good things he did to keep the statue
0: up. <laughs> right. They're fighting for the, all the wrong for reasons. power, for supremacy. Exactly. And that's, what, and that's what a lot of people fail to realize and get wrong is that even even with the comparisons now to both sides, like Black Lives Matter is it's obviously the first one to come to mind because during these during this political climate and during this uh, day and age, it's the most popular amongst African Americans. It's the right. most popular amongst you know, kind of the left side, but amongst the racism that's going on. The mm-hmm. most popular um, organization is or a group is Black Lives Matter. And even with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there's been some violence that's come from that side, too. But the reality of it is they were victims first. First and foremost, they were victims first. Now, I'm not sitting here and condoning the violence because I don't go out there and protest and I'm not violent in my protest. But. Sometimes you got to understand, like, hey, if I'm getting hit or if I'm getting killed or if I'm getting murdered, I'm going to defend myself and pop back. Right. But even in that case, because I don't even really want to condone that part, because I think a lot of people try to use that to kind of give an excuse for white nationalists, which I would consider to be white supremacists and people that's going for white power to be able to still act in an angry or violent way. But what people fail to realize, even a movement like Black Lives Matter is not for power. It's not for supremacy. It's for equality. Exactly. And so when you so when you think about it from that perspective, it, it it's a it's a huge difference. Black people don't want more power than white people. Black people just want to be equal. We just want to be able to get pulled over and not be nervous. <laughs> exactly. Hey,
1: real talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> real talk. Real talk. I, so
1: I honestly think like they got to realize Black Lives Matter is a reaction. It is. And then white supremacy or white nationalists is what they're calling them. White supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is this is a guess, power
0: struggle. It's a power struggle. It's a power struggle.
1: They, they're they're realizing they're losing power, mm-hmm. and and when they lose power, this is how they react.
0: Yeah, but it, it's unfortunate because very, it, very. we can all just be equal and it's good. We all here exactly. together. We all in the back. Like, Let's be equal and it's all good. I <laughs> mean,
1: if they look at it, we are so forgiving as african-americans so yeah. oh, forgiving we are willing to still work with white supremacists if they want to change it around right but i don't feel like it's the same way i feel
0: well, like when you got a when you got a celebrity in chief as, Char- as Charlemagne, the god would say in office right now doing what it is that he's doing it's making it hard To unite this country Which is supposedly The United States of America We got somebody that's not really Trying to unite and he's more so Separating because he's not taking a stand As a leader you've got a lot of people Following you especially as the President of this country He might have thought it was a joke when he first ran And he might have thought you know This was never going to be his reality But it is now and with that being said You got to stand up for what's right brother So that's what we got for today's episode, but it's not done yet because uh, our homegirl Keeve is back with the culture segment coming up next. The girl is back from being on tour. What's good, <laughs> Keeve? <laughs> Keeve been working though, man. Keeve been working and she'll, she'll tell y'all all about it next uh, in the world according to Kiva segment, but it is back. So y'all stay tuned for that. And uh, you know what I'll leave you with before we head into the next segment. And that is to stay woke and go win. What's good, everybody? We're back, and uh we got our segment back too. We got our girl Keith, the Portland girl turned to LA. She's finally back. She's been busy and all over the place. What's up, Keith?
2: What's up? It's been forever. I can't even believe that I'm like finally back on this show. Right, right. What you been
0: doing? What you been doing with yourself? I mean, I know, but the listeners been missing you. They've been asking, "What what
2: happened to the world?" According to Keith, oh, so. Oh my yeah. god, Pounty. I mean. I don't even think I've been in, like, this is the first week that I've really, like, slept in my bed since, really?
0: like, 4th of July. Wow, wow. <laughs> like, crazy. just crazy. Like, you on tour or something?
2: <laughs> yeah, I have been. You would have thought. I was, like, I was in New York for an Under Armour campaign, and then I went to Miami for All Classico, and then straight from Miami to Atlanta for Diet Coke, and then I came back here, like, the beginning of August. It was crazy. Man,
0: I'm, I'm just glad you up and at them and doing work out there, though.
2: Man, work is like the—I don't even know if I can call it that. I'm like a slave right now. It's yeah. so bad.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm—I'm I'm here doing. I mean, I'm working my couple of jobs. Still got the old job. Now doing the radio show, and obviously the pot. Now the podcast—I don't consider work because I just yeah. love doing this, and we all do. You know what I mean? So the podcast—I don't consider work, but it, it is still business. <laughs>
2: Like you're
0: definitely out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to just keep it working. And we, and we trying to keep it working, I, I should say, because uh, the world, according to Keith, is back. And uh, like I said, we're, we're happy to have you back. We're proud of what you out there doing and staying on your grind. But uh, we got to talk business today. We so, do. So, so, so
2: I got to start you guys off with Asad Khaled. It's yeah, been a minute. And yeah, I don't yeah. know if everybody's been following his life, but you know you should. Um, so my favorite recent post by him. Um was on July 28th. It was a picture of him and Nicki Minaj in the studio. And I was so mad because this picture was taken at El Clasico, where I had literally just seen Nicki Minaj like two hours before. Wow. Like, just <laughs> with her. And so then I get online and I see this post. I'm like, why didn't I go? <laughs> He's like... Had on his little earphones and he's like sitting on her lap and he says, had to stop by the studio to give Nicki Minaj some beats and this platinum plaque of daddy's album. I'm having a busy Friday night. Like, boy, first off, why are you in the studio? Second off, why are you in the studio at two in the morning? Right. Like... I need I need to understand how DJ Khaled is okay with keeping his son awake for so long.
0: Hey, the the boy is busy, man. I'm telling you, he I mean, I, I agree though. The kid the kid does need sleep. He ain't grinding like you, Khaled. Let the boy sleep.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he, so cute though. His little smile just warms my whole heart.
0: Yeah, he yeah, he's a handsome kid, but if the kid the kid still needs sleep though.
2: <laughs> he does. The picture of him on the yacht, he's like sleeping on the boat. He said I was relaxing on a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's so cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I said, the, the kid—he's got the juice. I tell you, I would not—I mean, I love me obviously, but I mean, you—you—you <laughs> yeah. you, you can't ask for too much more as a as an infant. <laughs>
2: No, I don't think you can ask for too much more as just, like, any person, honestly.
0: Right, an infant and adult, because he got more going on than I do by a long shot.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, are you kidding me? I would never work ever again if I had his life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's never going to have to work. That's the coldest part.
2: he, He probably will, though, is the thing. Like, I feel like DJ Khaled, like, wants him to work. Like, what kind of work? I don't even know. Like, what could you even do? Like... I, he wants him to be a producer or like some type of artist, I feel like. Like he wants to keep him in this line of business, I think.
0: I mean, yeah, he's gonna know how to handle business and even if he's even if he's producing, which is work, it's is definitely work, but he like I said, he he's definitely gonna raise him up, you know, with a business like mentality. But if the kid doesn't want to work, if he chooses not to work, That's he's true. not gonna have to.
2: This is true. This yeah. is very true. Yeah, Good point.
0: Because Khaled will, uh, you know, Khaled. Khaled, if the kid decides to just go off the rails and say, man, daddy, I don't want to do this, oh Khaled will probably
2: tell him, okay.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So,
2: he'll probably really be like, aside, whatever you want in life, <laughs> you can have.
0: <laughs> yeah, the dude is crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I can respect it though. But uh, yeah, that that kid's got it going on. That's for sure.
2: Okay, so we got to move on. I need to hear your thoughts about all this craziness going on in Charlottesville right now.
0: It's craziness.
2: Like, I've been able to like not even watch the news like that because it just makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Yeah, I agree. I actually just watched a video that uh that Vice News released on it, <laughs> and that was just absolutely nuts and insane. And you know me, obviously, I work in the sports realm. I work in sports radio, so. Obviously, a hot topic right now is these is these NFL players that are sitting down, I repeat, sitting down during Mm -hmm. the national anthem. And 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 it's crazy because it's like everybody says they don't want violence. Nobody condones violence. People, you know what I mean? They they have all these problems with these protests. Now Trump is saying both sides are nasty and filthy. And now Trump is out there. So it, it it hurts me even more, and it makes me wonder what is wrong with what these football players are actually doing, because they're not even being violent, and no. and quite frankly, what they're protesting against is usually violence. When Colin Kaepernick started this whole trend of. NFL players sitting down or taking a stand. Some of them sit down. Some of them, you got guys like Marcus Peter who puts up the black power fist. When they Mm -hmm. do these things, Colin Kaepernick, his main, it was social issues, but one thing that he harped on was was police brutality. That's a hate crime. That's violence. So when when you combat violence with nonviolence and it's a problem, and then you try to combat violence with violence and it's a problem, where's your happy medium ever going to come?
2: That's a good question. I have been trying to figure it out myself. And especially when, it's like you said, we have Trump being like, you know, now both parties are wrong. But it's like, no, that's that's not the case. One party was being victimized and attacked, and they stood up. At what point is defending yourself the issue? Because right. I'm pretty sure if somebody goes to jail for murder, but then they go to trial and they are found guilty because – or they're found innocent because it was self-defense – I mean, how is that different than these people being completely brutalized and attacked by, you know, 2017 Nazis? Like what is neo Nazis? Like uh, that doesn't make sense to me. But like at, at what point is is that, you know, not self defense? And and why does that then make it a hate? I don't I mean, and this is horrible to say, but like I don't really think that you know African Americans and people of minorities and transgender people can sit here and say that like they're being racist towards White supremacists. I don't think, like, I just don't think that that's a thing.
0: You can't. It's called. It's like I said. They're. Def- it's we're the ones that's defending ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like when you have people defending themselves, and then you 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 sit down for the anthem. You can't get a job. You stand up for yourself. You you you're a racist too. Now now you're excusing what it is that these white supremacists, or the pol- the politically correct term that they're using now, and I say right. that with air quotes, white nationalists now you're defending these people over here because they're but they're the ones they're we're the victims and they're the suspects and 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 i don't and it's it's gonna be it's not gonna be too long where we can keep playing the victim role but the problem with that is when we try to defend ourselves as victims We get put in the same category as these white supremacists or white nationalists or neo-Nazis. So it makes it acceptable for them to be able to react however they want to react. And then when you have a president who's basically not taking a stance for anybody, it makes it even worse because not taking a stance is stand for something to fall for anything. But you're not standing for anything. So they have nothing to fall for. We have nothing to fall for. So now it's turning into an internal war within the country.
2: Completely. Well, and it's like that post that I, I saw a, p- a post somewhere where it was like, um, I'm sure you've seen it, um, you know, where if if you are silent to the oppressor, like you're becoming the one that is or what is it? Um, it's basically how if, if you're not taking a stance, if you're not saying anything, you're still a part of the problem. Right. Like I saw Lady Gaga tweeted. I kind of thought this was funny. Um, let me pull it up. Lady Gaga tweeted something and was basically like. Uh, like, dear African-Americans, what can non-racist white people do to help you in this situation? Because we all act like we know, but w- w- but we don't know. Like, so what can we do? Because us just sitting back and, you know, posting things on Instagram and being like, oh, we're with you and we're here. That doesn't do anything. Right. Like, yeah, I can get a million retweets. And who is that going to save? Nobody. Like, police aren't looking at Twitter feeds.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> No, they're not. Unless it's Donald Trumps, and he's and he's excuse, he's making stuff. Yeah, he's a joke. He's a complete joke.
2: Sociopath, and he makes me sick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so. Like I said, it's it's just turning into a situation where the victim can't find any middle ground or any justice out of the situation. Mm -hmm. So so now if you sit down, it's wrong. If you stand up, it's wrong. If you defend yourself, it's wrong. So so pretty much everything is wrong. So what what more can you do? What what can we do to make things better? And not only that, now these other white first off, I'm going to call them white supremacists. Their yes. their political correct term is white nationalist. I no. call them white supremacists. And 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 when they do what it is that they do, they feel like it's excused because we're we're quote unquote wrong. Whatever stance we take is wrong. So it's 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 such a, you know what I mean. It's such a unfair situation. But you know what I mean. People of color, people, you know what I mean. And I don't even say all liberals because liberal, you know, liberals are so many. Like the liberal platform is just so up and down all across the board you know what I mean some people have liberal like I'm I'm definitely more left than I am right by a long shot but you know what I mean but but we all have our own core beliefs and things of that sort but even still liberals
2: you got to be careful with like gentrification it may not be super aggressive but that's still like That's still a form of racism. period. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So. So, you know what I mean? So I don't even like to do the liberal conservative thing, but but it is definitely it is definitely a black white. Now they're calling Black Lives Matter a hate group (laughs) like Black Uh, Lives Matter is not a hate group. Fighting for equality and fighting for power is two totally different things. We don't want power. We just want equality. uh and 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 they want the power to be able to do and abuse us in whatever way or form that they can so yeah, it's a a big problem it's a big issue and like it makes me sick to my stomach but we all got to take a stance here that's for sure
2: we do and i know it's been hard for people you know even myself to to really get involved and like just sit and watch it and kind of understand everything i know that it it takes a toll you know It's, it's tiring always having to feel like you need to like be fighting for something and it's you know, it's emotionally draining to sit and watch the news and see, you know, innocent people be treated that way. Right. But at the end, of the day, like we can't just get complacent and we can't just be, you know, you know, okay with our lives and knowing like. You know, hey, like I am a black woman in America, but like my life is cool, so I'm not going to stress about it. Like I'm not going to try. Like no, we can't we can't get that way. Like you do need to stand up for yourself still, and you still need to understand that there are larger issues out there and there are people that aren't in a position like us where we can, you know, kind of live in white America and right. and have our lives still be pretty decent. Like we can't just let that, you know, let that privilege get taken for granted. Like Indeed. it's, you know.
0: I agree with you 100%, girl. Yeah, so like I said, it is definitely something we're going to have to continue to take a stance on. Uh, I love when you come on here and talk about it and kind of get your perspective because you're like the you are the female of the show. <laughs> right.
2: So, you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: So um, even we love getting females, especially a black woman. You know what I mean? So that that's almost double standard, really, and truthfully. So right. I, I love being able to get your perspectives on here about it because, you know, I, I can rip and rail on this thing all day long. Okay. But but it's definitely, like I said, it's tough to deal with, but we got to deal with it. We got to stand up for something, you know what I mean? And, and okay. I would say stand up for ourselves at this point because – with the with the with the with the celebrity in chief, as, Char- as Charlemagne the God would say, not even the commander in chief, but as the celebrity in chief, he just is not going to get the job done for us. So we got to no. get it done for ourselves. We may have to go through some things our ancestors had to go through, plenty of things to make it better for us. Like you said, for us to even be able to live decent lives in today's yes. America, you know what I mean? People had to get beat battered bruised hung and all kind of stuff so it's only right for us to carry on the torch and while we may not be able to get it back all at once and get all the equality at once we got to continue to make progress
2: completely i totally agree indeed, indeed um so moving on right. to a lighter note um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i need to talk <laughs> i need to hear your thoughts on cardi b well first off how do you feel about her song
0: it's a song. <laughs> I, I've heard it. I mean, I hear it. it's in the clubs and it's it's everywhere right now. Actually, it's all over I social media. Don't
2: know why people like it so much.
0: You know how today's generation is. I mean, you know how things work right now today. I mean, you you could say anything and make any kind of song, and people are gonna like it so much.
2: <laughs> like the fact that Drake flew her out for Obo Fest. I was yeah. like, "What are you doing?" She's popping. Like- she is popping and she's like about to marry Offset, which is like even cooler. Right. <laughs> like, I there is like I've been seeing all these things on like blog posts and stuff about <laughs> about strippers like turning into rappers. Right. Like the Shade Room posted this thing like a few weeks ago um, where it was basically just like a real of all of these like now female rappers Mm -hmm. that started off as strippers and they're like why do strippers be coming with juice like they all come with bars and why is that in my head i'm like okay i guess it makes sense like you're in a strip club you're in an environment where like there's a lot to talk about most of our music that we hear right now is all about like you know strippers being in the strip club so i guess if you're just if you're there every day, if that's your place of work, then you probably understand some stuff and can talk about it. Yeah. But now that I'm seeing like black Chinas come in and be like, Oh, I think I'm gonna start a rap career, wanna be the next Nicki Minaj. I was like, bitch, sit down. This is not funny. <laughs> okay. But you know what? But
0: you know what? Like you mentioned though, strippers, I mean, I think ultimately and overall, right now I think it's a trend in a way. We we know this mumble rap trend and way, which I think is actually kind of getting better. It's still around, but it's kind of getting better. But even with that being said, like you said, strippers see and meet so many more different type of people on a night in and night out basis than we could even understand or know, (laughs) because so many people have that quote unquote freak problem and they meet so many uh, different types of people that They may have more substance in what it is that they're talking about and what their music and uh, or rapping. They meet they may be able to have more substance than just your average rapper because they see meet so many different type of people. You know what I mean? From CEOs to business owners to rappers to gangsters to athletes to anything like like women they're women still at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So it's like they're meeting so many different types of people and they're and they're running game on so many different no. types of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, because so it, 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 it don't just stop. It don't just stop.
2: behind why X-strippers seem to have bars. So the first one is they know how to assert themselves in right. a male-dominated environment. For sure. Obviously, it's true. Um, two, they know what songs get the crowd hype. Also true. Yeah. Um, three, they're all about the dollars, and people like stunt music. Yep. Um, and four, they represent a persona of hypersexuality and female dominance that society openly shames for them, except for in the privacy of a club.
0: Absolutely, in the privacy of anywhere. <laughs> I, I mean, because cause it goes so much more even beyond that. They get these they get these tricks and all that stuff, and they 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 get to them outside of the club too. Believe that. <laughs> they, they they might meet them in the club, but that don't mean that stuff ain't going on outside of the club. And I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not really just sitting here condoning that, but it is okay. a reality.
2: That's true. It is. I just don't want it to become a thing where like we have like some girl group made of ex strippers that are now like all rappers. I need it to not be a thing. Like I saw a little snippet of what song was it? it I don't even think it was. Black China song, it was like a song that she was just in a music video for yeah. but it was it was trash. I was like oh girl, your children are going to be so embarrassed by you when they're old enough to understand what the fuck is going on.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and I, I mean I, I get where you're coming from and what your stance is as an educated woman you know what I mean, but I, I'm telling you, I, like right now, we're seeing crazier things happen. So I just wouldn't be that surprised if these strippers that, like you said, in your four points can go out and assert themselves, know what's going on, know what's popping. They know it's trending. If they can go out there and actually, you know, find a lane in the rap industry, I just wouldn't be
2: surprised at all by it. And they, they like Cardi B. I won't lie. Like, I feel like if she was in a club, she would be somebody that I want to be, like, in her section with. Yes. Yeah, it's it's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be lit. Completely.
0: <laughs> it's going to be lit. Probably full of strippers, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, go- it's, not, it's not very, you know, it's not typical rap culture, I guess, in a sense. Like, if we take it back to, like, Trina and, like, Eve days, then it's like, okay, yeah. Like, they were, like, yeah. top rappers in the game back then. But, like, I don't – obviously, I don't see Cardi B becoming – you know, on the same platform as Nicki Minaj, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I mean, Nicki Minaj, that's a hard platform to reach, but, and, and I think, I mean, well, I think Nick, I mean, obviously majority of that is fake too, but Nicki Minaj might be a little bit more attractive than Cardi, even with the, Plastic, but um, right. But with all that being said, Nicki Minaj was able to, but she she created a lane too, though. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, it's a lane for them. It's definitely a, definitely a lane for them, whether you agree with it or not. It's there.
2: That's a good. That's a good point. Okay, quick one before we end. Yeah. I need to know, yes or no answer. Do you think Usher has sex with that girl?
0: With the big <laughs> girl? No. The fat one? The, yeah, no. <laughs> No, I think she's full of it. I think she, she just wants some attention. She just she's wants some attention. make
2: some paper for sure.
0: Yeah, she, yeah, that's probably her only way to do it. And I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm not despising big women and I don't, but no, no. at this point, there's too many things that's leading me to say like, you know what? I think this girl is full of it
2: me too she, she put out a tweet talking about i can't even online shop because i'm scared people are gonna kill me yeah that's crazy. like oh my god yeah. get out of here nobody's paying attention to you yeah she
0: just wants attention I, I truly believe that
2: okay that was all i need to know i'm taking i'm taking a poll so if anyone else wants to call in let us know <laughs> i'm curious I'd like to make on my
0: own. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well Keith, we glad to have you back and we gotta we gotta get back consistent with this thing because, uh, like I said, the people missed you. They've been whatever happened to Because 'cause we've been keeping it rolling, but I've been telling them I've been telling them that you know you've been working and getting it in. You you are on tour. I've just been telling them was, you were on tour.
2: I was on tour <laughs> I'm back from tour now. I'm back in LA. I'll be here for a little bit. Um I don't think I have to leave again until probably like maybe the end of September. So I'm back. I'm better. And we're going to get this thing rolling again. Hello. Hello. So that was
0: the world according to Keith. everybody. Keith, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next week. Of course. Love you guys. Indeed. And that's how we uh, had to bring that back. I know everybody been asking about the culture and what's been going on with our culture segment, because this podcast does focus on the intersectionality of sports, politics and culture. And Keeve is our culture girl. She she stays culture. She stays on top of it. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're glad to have her back. So uh, I can only leave you all with what I know to leave you all with. And that is to stay woke and go win.